Podcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hannigan and our man DZ. Tonight, a very special Sunday night episode. The college football playoff is this week, New Year's Day. So let's talk semis. Best quarterback in the playoff, best running back, best wide receiver, best defense, our picks for the game, our analysis for the game, all next on the two drinks minimum. Kevin, DZ, Merry Christmas, fellas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Nice to see you guys. Yeah, nice yeah. to see you guys. Hey, hey. We're good. How are your families? How are your families? <laughs> I don't think we need a question. I, I mean, this 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 episode is just loaded with questions about the college football playoffs, about what we're about to see on New Year's Day, and I, I couldn't be more excited. The Final Four is set. We talked about it last week. Whether or not they got it right, whether or not they got it wrong, is a question that has been debated ad nauseum over the course of the last week. Fact of the matter is, we have coming up in six days from today, five days from today, we have Notre Dame, Alabama, and we have Clemson, Ohio State. Round three is this? Is this round three for those guys? Yeah. S- great games, both both great setups for this college football playoff. We're gonna do it a little bit differently. I, I've heard shows, I, I've seen the shows, I've seen the talk shows, I've seen the talking heads where the, it's it's who's gonna win this game. Let's have the analysis of Ohio State versus Alabama, or I mean of of Notre Dame versus Alabama, of Ohio State versus Clemson. Henny, you came up with a great idea, and we're gonna roll with it. Let's talk about some of the best players at these, you know, important positions in the entirety of these four teams and roll that way. We'll give you our picks. We'll give you our analysis at the end. But for now, let's let's isolate some of those groups and say who's the best in that individual group. I'd love to start with quarterback, but let's save quarterback. Let's oh, start with the best yeah. running back. Yeah, you see what I did there? Yeah, that's, I do. That's why um, you guys – uh, did you elect me or nominate me moderator? Or no, I just I, I just started talking and you yeah, guys. You yeah, have, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, the you best two computers. The best running back in the college football playoff is who? Or should I ask it in the form you want to do it in in, in honor of Alex Trebek? Um, I think I'm supposed to answer in the form of questions. Yes. So yeah. I should I answer the answer? I don't know. Is the best running back in the college football playoff? So this is, is. I, so I, now you say who is. Oh, okay. I feel bad for you right now because yeah. I know you're picking between probably Najee Harris and and Travis Etienne. Are we going by team? You love oh, you just tough. you love both those guys. I, you I'm have to. Don't to see you as a college football fan? Oh yeah, they're great players. Two great players. I'd be happy with either one, but the way they the way they played this season, I'd go Najee Harris. Going into the season, it would have been Travis Etienne, but what Harris has done for this team, they what he was doing as a wide receiver the other day, you know he's awesome running the ball. As a team, I think it's easy to say Alabama because Robinson, the backup running back, is very good. Like They sat Najee Harris for the fourth quarter against Texas A&M and just brought this kid in. Like Whenever A&M is going to talk about we should have been in the playoff, they sat their running back in the fourth quarter. That's how bad that beatdown was. So I like what they have. They have a two-headed monster with Robinson there. They just don't have to use him. If he doesn't go pro next year, he'll be Najee Harris. Clemson has ETN, and that's it from the running back position. So if Program-wise, I'm going with Alabama. And even I take Harris over ETN right now. Am I wrong? Would you 
What about your boy Trey Sermon? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the problem with Clemson. He's not going to play a bad defense this week. What is behind? (laughs) What is behind Travis Etienne? You know, when you take a look at Clemson, it's Travis Etienne. You said, are we talking player or are we talking that position group? That was my question, so, so I'm going to make it whatever so I want. So Alabama has that has a great room of running backs. Always. Clemson has Travis Etienne, and you would think another guy ready to come in, but we've seen them with their supposedly next well, man up. Trevor Lawrence. And it's, next and it's not your next man up. Like it, it, Clemson has... Travis Etienne, so he better be healthy and he better be good and he better be ready to roll because behind him is not a Robinson backing up, yeah. uh, backing up Najee Harris. Even you take a look at Ohio State, they're fifth in the country. They're rolling out almost 300 yards rushing per game, and they've got Soft dudes conference. over there. Obviously, Trey Sermon rises to the top in the in the Big Ten championship, but you, you've got Master Teague the third, who sort of is that 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 thunder to the lightning. Up? Did he get? Uh, you got to imagine he's going to be healthy by yeah. the time I this game runs healthy. comes along. Yeah, everybody's but healthy. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. this week. Trey Sermon, Master Teague the third, Justin Fields, Steel Chambers. Don't forget about Steel Chambers. I know he's on your all-name team. There was a team. young kid in there too that they were playing, right? So, yeah. uh, yeah. so the the Mayan yeah. Williams. I, he yeah. had very limited touches. He had seven carries on the season. What did he do the other day though? Maybe two, right. three. Yeah, Some big ones. But I, I, he's got seven carries for 43 yards. But, I mean, you know. Imagine if he had 700. They have, with Trey Sermon averaging eight yards per carry. Master Teague, five yards per carry. Steel Chambers, 9.6 yards per carry. I put them last, though. In the running back room, I have Ohio State fourth out of these teams. Because I like what you get from Notre Dame. So, the uncertainty with Ohio State, I put them fourth. All of these teams have nice... Running backs. I'm not surprised that you'd have to kind mm-hmm. of. Be right, what do you like? Spot, tell, me, tell me what you liked about the Notre Dame running back crew. Why why are they better than Ohio State's? I like what you get from Williams and Tyree. If you're going to play that kid, I think what we've seen throughout the season with Ohio State's running game, uh, Trey Sermon, fantastic one game, right? So if you're going on one performance, he's had the best performance. But I feel like Notre Dame has been more consistent, and maybe the numbers won't back me up. But over the long term, I just feel like I can trust the Notre Dame running game to go out and get me what I need. And Tyree should be used more. I love his speed. Ohio State, I don't know. I like what I think Ohio State passing game, wide receivers, if you move to that position, now Ohio State might be in that conversation with Alabama for one and two at the wide receiver position. Because I love Ohio State there. But their running backs, yeah. I don't know. if I take Master Teague. You would take him over the guy at Notre Dame. I don't think I would. I don't think I would take Trey Sermon over the guy at Notre Dame. I mean, it's I, Trey Sermon, I, I still it, it's a breakout though. game for him. But, yeah. I mean, what – so he transferred. He's coming in from Oklahoma. He's getting used to new people, new line, right. very limited games, right? He's only got six games to yep. get it together. Yep. And then he has this breakout. You know, I, I saw a few things coming out of Columbus about him being very tentative in the beginning of the season, kind of overthinking. Uh, so maybe this is the Trey know, Sermon. Now he's finally forward. figuring it out. He's he's knowing the plays, knowing the holes he's got to hit. Right. And, you know, three, you know, chumps don't get 340. No, no one else has ever gotten game. what he got. Right. So no one ever. Yeah. Dude can move. So, that dude can move. He can fly. That that was something. That would be a game changer that was for Ohio something, State. That was something that was, that was something that was lacking from – from the backfield in this Ohio State backfield, because even Fields it doesn't isn't a flyer. He's not a dude who's running. He's not a Lamar Jackson type running that that four three four four forty. Like Fields is a good runner, but he doesn't fly. 
Master Teague is a, is a nice looking running back. I think he'll have a successful NFL career because they NFL loves dudes like him. But Trey Sermon adds something to that backfield, which is that lightning, that speed that they were lacking. And if that's what they're going to get, they're definitely not last. And I think we sort of gloss over, again, going back to Clemson, we gloss over the fact that they have ETN and he's maybe the second best running back in this college football playoff. But if it's the running back room, if it's the running back group, I guess maybe you have to include the offensive line when you're talking about the production that they got out of the running game. Clemson is clearly last. I mean, they, they the are, running game? They, their running game is far behind these other three. They're in like the 60s. Everybody else, I think, is top 10. Yeah. And they're, they're back in the 50s, 60s for running, you know, so you would take yards. Ohio State's over. Clemson. Oh, Ohio State's room. Ohio State's running back room. I think yeah, I would have to would... take over Clemson just because. I wouldn't. Just but... because, you know, ETN, when ETN comes out, the drop off is monumental and it's not out. the same. There's no, it's complimentary what Ohio State rolls out there, what Notre Dame rolls out there with their backs is complimentary. It, Alabama just, I mean, Alabama's crazy. My son and I were talking about it the other day. It, Josh Jacobs is like not even a starter, and he's an NFL star. Alabama has dudes in the NFL that didn't start for, you know, at all, ever. The entire time they were at Alabama and their NFL star running backs. And that's to your point with the Robinson kid. So I've got Alabama one, I've got Notre Dame two, Ohio State three, and Clemson four. Okay. Mm. I kind of like, you had a good point about having complimentary backs. I think that's really important when you're talking about the backfield. So that, that bumps up my Ohio State ranking, but I, I'll take Alabama. I still, I still think ETN is arguably the best running back in the whole group. hundred percent. So I got to take him. He's a one man show. He can do it without anybody's help. So I'll take him too. And uh, I'll go Ohio State and then Notre Dame as four or five. Wide receiver. You wanted to jump into that wide receiver room when you started talking about Ohio State, which, you know, it, uh, obviously the focus is on Alabama. I, I think that I would just turn off this program right now if any of us said that Alabama doesn't have the best wide receiver group in this college football playoff. But the gap between them and Ohio State is not as huge as between them and the other two teams in this college football playoff. I mean, Ohio State's dudes are really, really good. And it was shocking to me to watch them play Northwestern and see the drop-off with missing Chris Olave. It, it, I, I really like Garrett Wilson. I really like his game. But it was clear watching that game that he needs that, that second guy. And when you have Olave opening it up you know, over the top, running those go routes on the deep ball that allows Garrett Wilson to work underneath. And those two dudes are fantastic. They're my two behind. Obviously if I, either one of you guys want to take the lead on talking about that Alabama, just unstoppable wide receiver court. They lose. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that Ohio they State's lose better than now. They lose what? I mean, is he a top 15 pick? Waddle is, is Waddle yeah. a top 15 pick? They lose him. And it, it's, it's almost like nothing happened. Two of the top five wide receivers in their conference, and Waddle's not available. Like, I wouldn't have thought that coming into the season. There'd just be another guy that could replace him, and you've seen it with Mechie. When I look at this Ohio State group, for them to 
beat Clemson, if that's going to happen, then their wide receivers in Fields. Fields needs to be the best player in the game. He needs to play like the Heisman Trophy person that a lot of us had as a 1B behind Trevor Lawrence as a 1A coming yep. into this season. So this passing game and the wide receivers for Ohio State have to be right behind the Alabama guys if they're going to win this game. I think that's going to be their best opportunity. Is it those Clemson corners who I think are outstanding? And we can talk about the defenses in a little bit. They, if they can cover Wilson and Olave, this game's over. Like you saw with Notre Dame, the pressure that Clemson's eventually going to be able to get on you. I think these wide receivers are better than Clemson's. I like the Ohio State wide receivers, and that's yeah. the key matchup to me in this game. Can those guys shake Clemson and get open before – the freaks on the D line for Clemson just smother your quarterback. Yeah, which is which is interesting when you break into the Clemson. You know, you say you, Ohio State's wide receivers are better than Clemson's wide receivers. Clemson's wide receivers, though, were supposed to be a bigger weakness for this team this year than than they've ended up being. It's it's not a wide receiver group that you're going to put with you know, Alabama and Ohio State and what they're rolling out, nor should it be, even just on the recruiting route, nor should it be. But what they've gotten out of Amari Rogers and Cornell Powell and, and some of these guys, and I actually thought that Joseph Nagata was going to be a much larger portion of this offense. And he ends and they up use the not tight end being, finally. Trevor Lawrence up, has not done that. He ends up not being, but this wide receiver room is good. And they're better than that they were supposed to be. They're, they're easily better than Notre Dame. Oh, Notre yeah. Dame is easily yeah. the fourth. And I mean, it's in, for me, it's not, you know, Alabama is so much better than Ohio state. Ohio state is so much better than Clemson. And then Clemson is so much better than Notre Dame. For me, it's Ohio state is close to Alabama, not quite as good as Alabama. And then Clemson is close to Ohio state, not quite as good of Ohio state. And then Notre Dame is way behind the other three. Like not it, that that that's not even in the discussion with those guys. But Clemson's wide receivers have been better than expected this year, and it's been a nice a nice surprise for them. What's crazy about Alabama is that you got a guy Devontae Smith who is like seriously. I think he is. I think Kevin and I and, and maybe Dan too believe that he should be your Heisman winner. I think he's going to win it. And I think he's got a good chance yeah. of winning that. I think the quarterback vote is going to be split a little bit. A lot bit. of groundswell. A lot of groundswell yeah. for him. I mean, this will be the year. But that's a guy that, I mean, he had trouble getting on the field last year because Alabama's wide receiver room is so stacked. Right. He led him in receptions, I mean? didn't he? Yeah. But he was like the, he was not a he starter, was like the third guy. Yeah. Now. I mean, I, he right. was not a starter. I mean, he didn't have crazy. trouble getting on the field, but I hear what you're saying. He you was know, not I'm a starter. I'm just talking to When they the showed room. the faces and the player cards at the beginning of the game, his was not one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's just insane. Like, how stacked is that room that, okay, now, and you lose Waddle, too. Yeah. And they're still the biggest, like, they're and still it, the best group. Yeah. yeah they're still, still the best group. Yeah. It's still the best group. I mean, and again, going back to Ohio State, you saw what happens when Alave is not there. Alave is, he's gone. Garrett Wilson is blanketed. You know, Julian Fleming, who we talked about on this program at the beginning of the year, I forgot if it was you or I, but I think one of us talked about him being maybe a newcomer of the year in that Big Ten. And he just hasn't really developed into that third guy like you hoped he would be. And, and so that leaves them, you know, to your point, that leaves them behind Alabama. But those two guys, Alave and Wilson, are 
as good as anybody's two guys. Yeah, Fleming needs he, another year. Another yeah, he's going to be good. It. He's going to be good. A lot but of potential. He looked he looked not not polished in that Northwestern game. Notre Dame, we didn't really touch on them very much, but there's really not much to touch on. They you love dudes. Get open against Clemson. They love dudes that are six eight <laughs> and run like a but four seven four eight forty. They just throw fifty fifty balls. They just don't have. Well, the that's speed. what Book needed to start doing. And I think speed. he'll adjust this week, and he's going to have to do that. If he was waiting, yeah. which he clearly was, they're not going to be able to get open against the speed that they're going to see in mm-hmm. Clemson and Alabama defenses. So that's are you going defense next? Are you saving quarterback? So, so you have okay. So because I just said defense. We so on our so there. so on our power <laughs> rankings here, we've got running backs. I I've got I've been keeping track. Of I've got time. Alabama one. I've got uh, Ohio State two, Notre Dame three, and Clemson four. On wide receivers, I have Alabama one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, and Notre Dame four. That was consensus. I think we're all in defenses theory. as you get here. So we, I, I, I really like Clemson in this college football playoff. I think your boy I, Mitchie I, is the best defender. I, I really receiver group. I rewatched it this morning, Dave. <laughs> I was laying in bed this morning, and I needed a little pick me up. That you got issues for the record, but go ahead. So for the semis, this for is healthy. Semis. Yeah, this, this is, is a healthy, healthy option. So I bring up that play. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Like to just what he did. On that, I popped out of bed. I was ready to go. It's yeah, all ready to go. I didn't need coffee. Didn't need <laughs> anything. No you go coffee. back and you ready watch for the that semis. Hit. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Get chills thinking about that play. He's not a big dude, is he? I mean, no. No, he's, he's... no neither is Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is like your size. Full dude. speed. Full yeah. speed. And to hit a guy that hard, it's an amazing. It's I thought amazing he broke play. his lower back the way he was yes. holding his lower back. Do you know what that would do to us? Do you know what that would do? <laughs> My lower back would be broken. Oh. There'd be half of me over there, half of me over there. I can't believe we watched that this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll we'll probably watch it tomorrow morning. <laughs> he just stared longingly off in another, like that scene in, in uh, 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 Ben Stiller movie where, where Luke Wilson is like, she's a Tomcat. Oh, yeah. And he like stares <laughs> off into nothing. Henny just gave yep. that stare off yep. into nothing look. We had some good times. <laughs> <laughs> he like looks over. What is he looking? Um, so the defense is so Clemson. It's interesting here because I mean I'm sitting there putting Clemson at four in the rushing attack. I've got their wide receiver that's so room. Wrong, brother. That's I've right. got that wide receiver room at three. So yeah, that's what, so why do we love Clemson? And I think when you get to defense and you start talking about defense, obviously when we talk about the last aspect of this of this episode, you probably get there as well. But when you start talking about the defenses, Clemson's is the best defense heading. Where do you put them? I would take the Clemson defense first. I think the speed you get from Clemson is different than what everybody else has. It, what you see from the linebacker group, that defensive line, the two freshmen in the middle. If you are, if you don't get to watch a lot of college football, and you are, you know, you do like the playoff, and you're getting into it. If you don't wake up in the morning and and put on, <laughs> you want something to watch tomorrow. <laughs> you want a little pick Brian me up, breezy little high up. school highlights. That's what you could wake up to tomorrow morning, and you'll write me a thank you note, handwritten, Dan. Okay. I remember the, before we did the ACC uh, preview show. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to like get the mics all ready and I just hear Henny going, what? Who? 
Look at this. He turns it around and show me. That he's he's right. The, the Brian Breezy High School highlights yeah. are absurd. He was the number one recruit in the country. He's just tossing he's dudes playing aside. Against, like 16 and 17 year old high school kids. And he's now dominating at an yeah. ACC level. And go back and watch it. It's high school. It's I think at one point, I think at one point he tackled the running back by picking up the offensive lineman and throwing him at the running back, thus bringing said but running back the, down. Eleven and ninety-eight. These are two true freshman phenoms that sit there in the middle for Clemson and disrupt everything. Mm-hmm. And then the linebackers behind them are nice. And I, the corners, Booth seems to be healthy, ready to go. They have a nice combination there, corner. They can cover anybody Kendrick is great they can do a nice job the Nolan Turner being out is uh, I you know I guess that's going to be a factor for Clemson that everybody wants to throw in you're missing a starting safety for a half so that doesn't matter but I would take Clemson's defense over the other three and I'd be very comfortable here's what the stats say for total total defense okay yeah I don't Clemson is sixth in the country all right it's like yards per game this is everything. Or points for, okay. Plays, yards, uh, pass yards, rush yards. It's a it's a conglomerate. Oh, I don't know of if you were, did a column sort. No, no. It's just overall. It's actually yards per game. I think it's yards okay, per so, game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so I wanted to pump it up. This is everything. This has got it all. <laughs> so it's yards. So I was impressed. I was like, yes, who's doing that? That's only yeah. like a formula. I cross referenced. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yards but, per uh, game. Alabama, 31. <laughs> Ohio State, 34. And Notre Dame, 20th. So yep. it's actually Clemson, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. um, Alabama, and then Ohio State in terms of how they play for yards per game. What I'm interested with the Clemson before I just hand them the crown in this, and I, and I do think that they're the best defense in this, but it's, it, it's interesting when I've watched this Clemson team and you watch Clemson play last year, the corners that you thought were so good got exposed against really good wide receivers. And I would have loved to see Clemson. I would love to know what Clemson looks like if they had played UNC and and those wide receivers and those weapons out there. We didn't get to see that game. So when you go through the list of teams that they played, when you go through you know their schedule, you can't find any of those teams with a Garrett Wilson let alone a Garrett Wilson and a Chris Olave. So it's going to be interesting. I, 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 I see Ohio State getting theirs through the air, and I see it being you know very uh, similar to that Ohio State attack on Clemson last year. They attacked him in the air. That's how they wanted to make their hay. That's how they wanted to get there. And, and it'll be interesting to see if Clemson can hold up again because they had a, a tough time holding up against the Ohio State passing attack last year and just going up and down this schedule they have seen nothing like ohio state That's a fair point. they've seen nothing like these wide receivers so i'll be interested to see i mean they had the kid last year who got drafted in the first round um well who's the corner for clemson that got drafted in the first AJ round how, how quickly i forget aj terrell yeah that dude could cover nobody on ohio state or lsu you know, and he's first round draft pick. He's all ACC. You think, you know, and they thought in the championship game, they thought that they could put Terrell out on an island with Jamar Chase and then create pressure on Burrow like that. And it did not work. And so you just wonder if you get a false sense of security in the ACC, not going against wide receivers of this caliber, 
and you get burned. I, I, I'll be watching those matchups and interested to see if that Clemson secondary missing the quarterback of the secondary in their safety. I'll be interested to see how that plays out because this is definitely the best defense that you look at amongst these four teams. But that secondary has been exposed before, and it'll be interesting to see if they get exposed again. We've said Clemson and safety quite a few times, Dave. Just going to throw that out yeah. there real are quick. You, are you best, do we have an advertisement? Yeah. Disney, Disney, best Plus? Disney movie yeah. ever. Disney Plus. <laughs> on YouTube TV? YouTube, our sponsor, YouTube TV? No, it's not on YouTube. Oh, Disney Plus, man. Yeah, Disney Plus. Hey, Disney Plus isn't on YouTube TV? Then I've never seen so. it. No, no. <laughs> Easy. Too strong to Easy. Let that Come over on. there. They're strong. But Northwestern, I like when we were looking at that Northwestern Ohio State game, and we were talking about how he it was going to be about all about. I was like, wait so a minute, where did that come from? <laughs> well, yeah, we were talking about there, but it's, Eli Drinkwitz eventually. Okay, but, go ahead. Uh, you know, we didn't. I don't think fully respected the talent that Northwestern had on their secondary. They got, I think, one of their their safeties was a, an All Big Ten selection, and then they had Newsom. He opted out of the bowl game, but. You know, he's a great player. He's going to get drafted. I th- he was the one that had that crazy one-handed interception, wasn't he? Was it news? I thought it was the freshman that made that one-handed interception. I thought it was the all the, the, the Big Ten freshman of the year. They have a freshman corner who is insane. Oh, that's right. Um, but anyways, you got – they went up, I think, against a better secondary than we realized in that game. Mm-hmm. So – you know, that I, I give them a little bit of, uh, you know, all right, uh, you get a second chance. Let's see what else you can do. That was actually a very good secondary you're up against. So I'm excited to see what they do in the Clemson game. And like you said, you know, having Olave back, that when you're missing one guy and everybody can shift up, so your best yep. corner is on your second best receiver, and then that goes all the way down the line, that changes how you play. I don't think Fleming had was running the routes he wanted to. So, it, you know, it, it changes the whole dynamic yeah. of, of how you yeah, play. Fleming's so I, yeah, Fleming's in a way different position. Because Fle- Fleming's yeah. going to go against your nickel corner, right. you know, wh- when you got both those guys. Instead, he's going against your, your two. He's going against one of your starters. Yeah. You know, if he, you, you can lock him up on one of your nickel corners you that, you know, comes in on, a, on the dime package or whatever. Yeah. Sure, great. You know, but him being your two just didn't work for them. No, that's that, – that that's a good point. Ohio State has played a very talented secondary, who obviously just focused on stopping them in the passing game. They gave up. You you go back and watch that Northwestern game, and they were willing to give up the running yards to stop those big, huge chunk plays. And that's how Trey Sermon gets those three hundred yards. Is they said we are going to shut down the passing game, thinking that they could maybe slow down the running game with that front six. Instead of that front seven, and it just didn't, didn't work. work. It no. didn't work. but Didn't sustain that for a whole game. No, no. So Clemson's one. How about two? How about how about two for your defense? I had Ohio State's two, defense as three, four. four. And then I was looking at Alabama and Notre Dame. So I had Ohio State because their pass defense is terrible. Terrible. Like, I think if you look at all the other teams, they're just good everywhere. But Ohio State has a glaring weakness with their pass defense. When I That's what I think of. When I look at the, comparing these teams, Alabama, I guess I would take ahead of Notre Dame because with Alabama, I'm getting Nick Saban. Yeah. So I do like that fact that I'm going to take Nick Saban and his defense. Notre Dame, you brought up the stats. Like, Notre Dame's defense is good. Yeah. We saw what they did against North Carolina. Like that, putting that out there, North Carolina's offense is exceptional this year. And what you were able to do impressed me more than I've seen from Ohio State. So yeah. you could, 
I could be talked into Notre Dame over Alabama. I'm pretty sure, but Alabama comes with. Yeah, well, what we talked about that in that UNC game was the defensive line from Notre Dame was so impressive, and they couldn't. I think the back end of that defense struggled, and Trevor Lawrence exposed it, and then he did a lot of damage just running. So I don't think they don't have to go against a mobile quarterback. So it's a different problem. I I still think they're going to have a lot of problems with that Alabama offense. But it's it's a little bit different. If they if that defensive line could get any sort of pressure, you know, on Mac Jones and and create some bad decisions, that's their only prayer yeah. of, of winning that game. And Mac and Jones doesn't make many bad decisions. Though. Yeah, it, it's not. And it's their not secondary is just it just doesn't they don't look athletic enough to keep up with some of those some of those you know five star wide receiver those that top tier speed that top tier talent out there on the edges. I just don't see the Notre Dame secondary being able to slow them. But, uh, again, back to your point with with Ohio State being fourth, I actually think that the Ohio State secondary may be the worst single unit of uh, of any of these position groups that you're talking about in the college football playoff, uh, offensive and defensive side of the ball. I mean, they have been ripped up to the point where their passing defense yards per game is 140. Fifth in the country. Northwestern was going at your ace. Sean Wade, late in that game, like big third and fourth down yep. conversions that they need. They took your number one guy who you want on an island, put him on an island, and a dude just shook him. Like three plays yep. consecutively, your number one guy can't stop it in a big right. moment. That's not a good sign. Roll the highlight tape of his pick six, right? But like the rest of the game, he was not good. No, and they had him play on the outside. He was an uh, inside guy last year. Gets ejected, turning point in that game. So it was great that he has come back this year. I think he's a good player. But Northwestern felt pretty confident going at him. So if that's your ace and teams are okay there, that is not a good sign. That's a good point, though. He's going to be playing hungry after what happened last year. He's going to be. Yeah, Yeah, but he's played hungry the whole season, and he's not. Wasn't he the one when he came back, he said something about sunshine, right? I don't know, because he did opt out originally, and then he opted back in. I thought when Sean Wade came back, one of the times that he announced he was going to return to school, he said something about sunshine in his tweet, which he's talking about Trevor Lawrence. Son. So this, and I got, sunshine. I love what Davo is doing. Davo has made a rivalry now that on the field has oh. been fantastic. Cause that game last year was one of the best college football games I've ever got to see. Yeah. Like getting to watch those two teams. Yep. Ohio state was a better team and lost. Unfortunately last year, yep. if we went through these rankings last year, Ohio state led the way in a lot of them. Right, that, that defense was yeah. you like the running back. The I, picked Clemson, I picked Clemson Ohio in the State bowl pick them last year and watching that year. game. Remember, we watched that game yeah. together. And watching that game, I was like, eh, I, I think I picked wrong here. Like, Ohio State looks better. And then Clemson, like, pulls it out. But you're, you're, you're spot on. Right I love there. what Davos doing. They were so good. Puts him at 11. He's yeah. running his mouth a little bit. Yep. The game, like, this is the varsity game. Yeah. New Year's Day. Like, yeah. that at 8 p.m. And what I love what Davos doing. Like he's Smart being guy. cocky, he's running his mouth a little bit. I, I I love it. Like this is what I like to see him willing to do that, and not just the yeah. stupid like coach speak. And I'm never gonna speak up or anything like that. I'm fired up about this game. I forget the question, but I well, he's talk able. It was the defense. No, that's <laughs> it, it's perfect. It's it, it, it's a good point. And 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 why is it's an easy segue? It's an easy segue. It's an easy segue to the next point because why is he able to run his mouth like that? Because he's got Trevor oh, Lawrence Sean Wade. We're talking about coming Sean Wade. in. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. got Trevor Lawrence. He's got <laughs> he's got Sean Wade. Wants some sunshine. 
He's gonna get some sunshine. He, he, like you, you can run your mouth when you have Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback. Is he the one though? When you look at this group, because this group is loaded. You know, hold on. Trevor What's our Lawrence, consensus on defense. Trevor, I, I think our consensus on Let's defense see. was Clemson, Clemson one, one, Ohio State four, and then mm-hmm. Alabama Notre Dame sitting there in that two three spot was I think Alabama. I've two. got Alabama two. Okay, I've got Alabama two and Notre Dame three with Ohio State bringing up the rear at four and just I'm comfortable. With I'd that. flip those last two. You got Ohio State Ohio better State than Notre Dame. Dame. Davy yeah. Big Ten. Okay. Big Ten Homer. Yeah. Oh, Davy uh, Big Ten. Big Ten Homer. The Big you Ten put, You put your money on Notre Dame yeah. this weekend. You just go ahead and do yeah. that. Let me know how it works yeah. out. They threw a Micah Parsons jersey on somebody, and they're like, "Hey, you want to fight? Like, showcase they threw it on Micah Parsons. Showcase, <laughs> showcase <laughs> game for Micah Marsons, who's <laughs> going to play for Ohio State in this game." Um. So we've so we've got that Dabo Sweeney running his mouth brings us to the quarterback position and the college football playoff is loaded, obviously with talent players, talented players, talented skill position players everywhere, all over the place. We've talked about them, but quarterback is your marquee position and everybody's got one. Notre Dame's got Ian Book, Clemson's has got Trevor Lawrence, Ohio State's got Justin Fields, and Alabama's got somebody who's supposed to be a placeholder when Tua got hurt last year, who turned out being, you know the second coming of Joe Burrow and Mac Jones. So everybody's got a guy who's got the best guy. Kevin? Well, I think DZ? I think this should be pretty much a consensus. I don't see this getting into a big argument here. You got Trevor Lawrence who has not only I'm I'm thinking it from the perspective if I have to coach a college football playoff game tomorrow, which one of those guys do I want on the field? Which you okay. kind of look like Dabo Sweeney. Yeah. My, my yeah. buddy so Tony. So I'm Dabo. I got to go with my boy, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> All right? Get on, yep. Get on the bus. Get on the bus. So you got him. Then I got to probably probably go with Mac Jones. I guess it's not that much of a um, too far, the separation between one and two. Because Mac Jones has just put up silly numbers. That you know He's got a great wide receiver crew, so I'm interested to see you know, as he goes on and if he goes on to the next level in the NFL, like how successful will he be? Because he's had every tool at his disposal, yeah. unlike anyone else yeah. that we've watched in recent right. years play the game, right? Nobody has the arsenal that he has. Agreed. So, it, I mean, he doesn't mess it up. So you still got to do a lot to make yep. all that work. Yep. Um, you got to, you got to, we haven't seen a whole gotta, lot of success out of the Alabama quarterbacks at the NFL level. Right. You know, you, you've got these guys coming out and, yeah. yeah, is he the next Greg McElroy, yeah. right? Or or is he going to have a little bit more of an NFL career? Um, so do you have, and then a third, probably Justin Fields. I mean, he he dropped a, you know, that last game was a total dud yeah. against Northwestern. But I think this, he's shown over the how season. How hurt was he, though? How hurt was he? Thumb, but in their big the games, finger, he's been, like, it's been a problem this year with him. Like, he... I thought he was going to be phenomenal, and I, I'm just not getting that from Field. So I'm with. You. I would put Mac Jones too. I got Mac Jones at two, and I would I, put. Field, I'd shocked. I would not have thought that coming into the season. Something I definitely would have gotten wrong was this yeah. at the, the point. However, of the though, th- taking Jones over Field. However, though, I think that it, this is a fair point, and agree or disagree, you tell me. Mac Jones's floor is higher than Justin Fields' floor, but Justin Fields' ceiling is higher than Mac Jones' ceiling. Justin Fields could take over a game 
unlike anything Mac Jones is capable of doing. Yeah, I mean they're different quarterbacks. That and, way. and 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 that's that. Like Justin Fields could single-handedly win that that Ohio State Clemson game. Mac Jones just needs to do what he's supposed to do, and and so his floor is high. Right. His ceiling is, you know, also high. I'm not saying his ceiling yeah. is low, but his ceiling is limited by the fact, you know, you brought it up before, DZ. Mac Jones doesn't, isn't, isn't going to run around. He's not going to beat you with his legs. You know, so I've got Mac Jones at two because I'm more comfortable with what Mac Jones has done consistently throughout this season. But Justin Fields definitely has the capable to put up, the capability to put up a number two game in this college football playoff. And I've been no, I haven't been shy about my, I don't think that Ian book is that great. So I've got Ian book as a, as an easy four easy and pretty yeah, far outside of these other three guys. And, and to Trevor Lawrence being the one to your point about Trevor Lawrence being the one he's, and I know what sort of season Joe Burrow put up last year. And it, statistically that was amazing, but Trevor Lawrence is, is one of, the greatest college quarterbacks I've had the privilege to watch. And, and that's, and that's, you know, say, let's say the last 20 years, you can say the last 20 years. I, I mean, he is unbelievable. Whatever NFL team I'm rooting, I'm actively rooting for the jets so that they don't get to draft him. So I don't have to see Trevor Lawrence play the bills twice a year. Like that, that, that is going through my head because he's that good, and it, there's just there's no bust that's going to happen there. Like, that dude's going to be awesome in the NFL, too. He's phenomenal. It also phenomenal. tells you how far the Bills have come, because in years past, you, would, you wouldn't care because the Bills were so bad, and you'd be like, well, I could actually go to Buffalo and watch Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. play. It would be <laughs> awesome. Now the Bills are competitive. Exactly. And you're like, nope, don't want to see this guy. Ship don't want to see this guy. Yeah. Although Darnold trucked somebody today in that Cleveland game, and it was awesome. I still think that kid could be good. Uh, so, I do too. so I, I, so I think it's we're consensus. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence consensus one. Consensus number one. Consensus Lawrence one. Number two, we have Mac Jones. You guys are very comfortable with Mac Jones. I'm a little bit less comfortable with Mac Jones than you guys the because I think with Fields have been a because problem. Because I think that Fields, I think that Fields can turn in a game that. Well, we saw that, it last year for the whole that season. Just, yeah, that, that, that's what's confusing that's just about this different. year. Different. That's different. Fields could turn in a Trevor Lawrence type game. Mac Jones is not capable of doing that. Mac Jones can do the Mac Jones thing. Can have the Mac Jones game. You know, thirty-five for forty for three hundred and eighty-five yards and five touchdowns. He can do his Mac Jones thing, but he's not going to have three fifty passing, a hundred rushing. You know, four passing touchdowns, two running touchdowns. He's yeah. not going to do that kind of thing. Fields and Trevor Lawrence are the two guys in this college football playoff that are capable of doing that. Ian Book, you know, 15. He's there. He's there. <laughs> He's 20, 25 for 30 for 225 yards. He got in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. He'll get a degree. He's, he's a good quarterback. If Trent Dilfer can win a Super Bowl, you know, Ian He's Book. 30 and 4. Ian Book Notre can Dame. win. Yeah. All, all the kid does is win. Notre Dame doesn't have that good of a defense. Oh, yeah. Right. True. True, but uh, so uh, Ian Book. So Ian Book is we're we're putting him at four, but really when you're looking at the other three guys in this college football playoff, it is a compliment to them rather than a disregard for Ian Book. Is where I'm at. I I think Ian Book is very good. I mean, he's led his team here, and he's obviously that 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 
He's got the intangibles, that leader in the locker room type dude. There's a hundred teams like, that would you love could to see have that. Him. Yeah, hundred teams, absolutely, at least hundred percent. So, so there we have it. There we have these rankings, where we talk about these position groups. Give me, you know, briefly where you see this going. I think we've covered a lot of the analysis with these games, with talking about it in this manner. Great idea, Hennigan, to talk about these these position group rankings. Alabama, Notre Dame is going to be your, I believe you called it your JV game on New Year's Day. And, and for tongue good and reason. Cheek. I say that tongue in cheek. And, and for good Do you reason. Like He's <laughs> wearing season. a bowl season shirt. So that was for a gift from a fan. I appreciate it. wearing a bowl season shirt. As anonymous on Onondaga Hill. Anon- I appreciate it. <laughs> So Alabama, Alabama, Notre Dame, Hanny, go ahead, take us out. Tell me what you oh, see. I'm going to take Alabama here. I don't see either of these games being a blowout. So I, Notre Dame played the best defense in this playoff when they played against Clemson. They're going to be Brian Kelly, Tommy Reese is going to have this team ready to go. You want to talk about motivation? I don't think you need motivation in the playoff, but. No Dame, way you should have to talk about no. motivation. Notre Dame, but I will. Notre Dame's been disrespected this week. Everybody, like, if there's a way to focus a team, this is easy. Whatever you need people to do, they're going to get on board because you are embarrassed. So you're going to do it our way, not your way. Yep. They're not going to beat Alabama, but I think Notre Dame is going to put up a nice effort. Alabama was losing to Georgia at halftime this year. Georgia with Stetson Bennett was beating Alabama at halftime. Now, Georgia didn't score after halftime yeah. in that game. Alabama made adjustments, but... You can hang with Alabama. We saw with Florida, you were able to hang and come back against Alabama. Georgia was beating Alabama. Georgia's been poo-pooed a little bit on this on this program this year. So Notre Dame, Georgia, is there that big of a difference between those two teams? Like, I like Notre Dame more than I like the Georgia team. So uh, Notre, I think Notre Dame's Dame better can, than Georgia. Notre I think Dame Notre Dame's better than Georgia. That's Alabama fair. wins this game, but they're not going to run away from Notre Dame here. Notre Dame is respectable. It, is the line still three touchdowns? I haven't checked lately. It's right in between 18 and 20. <laughs> That's a lot of points. So I I think it's going to be a closer game. If you made me gamble it, I'd take Notre Dame plus the points. If it's 18, 19, I'd be okay doing that. But Alabama wins. And it's not coming. It's not in doubt. But Notre Dame just does enough to hang around. Keeps it a 10-point, 14-point game. I thought, I thought I was pretty clearly able to demonstrate uh, a pattern or a trend with Notre Dame in the postseason last week when I broke that down. Splatter graph. Now, the, the upset alert ready? Hold on. <laughs> no, no, you can put that to bed. You can no, that to bed. no. This isn't. Uh, I'm not buying into do theory here. Okay. Because <laughs> yep. t- if for 20 years, you know, do theory has to happen before 20 years of poor performance in big games. I don't see Notre Dame being able to even stay competitive in this. I think this game, by halftime, you can be checked out and uh, you know maybe take a nap before the real game starts later on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Get yourself primed up. Maybe order a, order a pizza. Take care of the kids. A couple glasses of water, you know, maybe. Do, do all the Hydrate family Hydrate a little stuff. bit. Oh, Liquid <laughs> IV. We uh, should get, we should get sponsored break. by yeah. Liquid <laughs> IV. Has, is, is anybody a believer in Liquid IV? I've never heard of it. It's no. amazing. It's a powder that you put into water, and it's like drinking eight glasses of water. It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Just it. Good. Done. Wake up in the morning. Good to go. Okay. I'm in. Yep. Yeah. Sold. So Notre Dame's gonna need some. You're gonna you're gonna grab that liquid IV in between these two in between it. these two games. Uh 
I'm with you, Z. I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm going to be making nachos during the second half of this game. <laughs> I mean, it's – and, like, the legit nachos that you take some time. You know, you got I'm going to be here. You got the leftover – yeah. <laughs> you got the leftover taco meat. You're shredding the cheese yourself because you can't make nachos with the chalky cheese. you got to shred block cheese yourself. Mm. If you're making nachos with chalky cheese, you're doing it wrong. Okay. Oh, we that make the chips how, ourselves okay. at our house. We is this how uncompetitive this game is? We're talking about nachos and how to make nachos. Well, you're saying that's Whoa. what's going to happen during the game. Whoa. That's what the conversation oh, will be. Whoa. Whoa. You're the one that said Nachos are never not part of the uh, – <laughs> nachos are important, man. Nachos are one of the most underrated just foods. We, my family yeah, occasionally – underrated? My, my oh, family does every menu in the country. <laughs> yeah. My family every occasionally has nachos for dinner. Just – I'll make a huge thing of nachos. Yeah, nacho grande, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, but I, I, I'm with you. I don't think Notre Dame can hang with Alabama even in the slightest bit in this game. Alabama's defense has been very good against the run. When you take a look at that Alabama defense and you go, hey, maybe Notre Dame can make some hay against this Alabama defense that struggled a little bit. But they struggle against the pass, not the run. So no if, game scoring if, if is a they're problem. Able, they won a game scoring 12 points if this year. They're like able, if they're able yeesh. to stop the run and not the pass, that that that's not good for Notre Dame because Notre Dame is not not incredible at the forward pass in the in the new millennia. <laughs> <laughs> they learned their lessons. That's they're gonna throw it up played, for the big guys. That's being played. So I, you know, I they're 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 the not Alabama a, secondary just got torched. They're not. They're not. But. It doesn't like matter by by who by by you know by Notre Dame we just talked about their receivers and we talked about their Monsters. quarterback they're just that's not their strength their running game is their strength and Nick Saban's gonna have it all cooked up and they they win and they cover in this they don't game. Pitts and Tony that's true running routes out there yeah, that's true they got Skaronic and, and, and technically Michael neither does Florida anymore either they just got Tony <laughs> hey Tony um, the game. I mean, I, I, you said it. it. It delivered as maybe the best college football game last year. That Ohio State Clemson, we get it again. It was so physical. We get it again. Yeah. What Ohio State it was, was doing so to those Clemson receivers. And then here we go I again. I believe Ohio State didn't win that. Ohio State Run was back. better. We they got were robbed. That's so, why I hate the play. We should have seen LSU and Ohio State. They were the best two teams. They would have let us vote plus one last year. Plus one system. Run it back, Kenny. Run it back. They're gonna play again. Or let's let Z yeah, let take Z this go. out. Z take us out on Clemson, Ohio State, Davey the big, big boy Ten. game. The big, big boy, Davy Big Davey Ten. Davy hey, dude, hey, Davey dude, hey, Davey dude, out where the Big Ten. Where I really struggle is is what we just saw out of Ohio State. I felt like going into that Big Ten championship, mm-hmm. everyone's opinion on Ohio State was, hey, this is a good team. This is a the, easily the number three team in the country. You know, they slip into that spot, but, you know, people have really lo- turned it into, hey, it's, it's Alabama-Clemson. It's a, it's a two-pony race here in the, in the college football hierarchy this year. And, you know, was that just an ultra-low floor that Ohio State hit? You know, d- everything fell apart offensively in the mm-hmm. passing game. They're, they weren't able to do anything. Um, luckily, Trey Sermon ran for, you know, several miles in that game. Uh, to overcome all of that, you know the defense was okay. They were they were good enough. And then on the flip side, you know we get into this week by week bias of everything. Clemson played you know the best game that they had played all year. Yep. Just totally undressed Notre Dame. 
um, and, and looked fantastic in all aspects of the game. Their defense was incredible. Uh, Book couldn't do anything. Wide receivers were never open. They shut down the run game, the pass game, everything. Yeah. And then you're comparing, you know, one team at their ceiling coming into this game and then the other team at their floor. I, I think we're going to see somewhere in the middle on both of those teams. Uh, we're gonna, it's going to be competitive. It's not going to be, you know, you would, you would tend to skew towards Clemson, you yeah. know, boat race in Ohio State. I don't think that'll happen. Um, I think it's going to be a what we say the trilogy, like a yeah. great part in this trilogy. Ohio yeah. State's never beat Clemson. It's it, it's it, it, how many times have they? This is a great. This is a great. This is a great point though that should that should not be overlooked though, because I, I love what you're saying, because the tendency is to overreact to both what Ohio State put on paper last last week and to what Clemson put on paper last week without taking a look at, at, at sort of the, the totality of what these two teams have done and have on their roster or have done on, on the season to go through. So if we overreact to both games last week, you go, Clemson's going to run them out of the stadium. It, 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 it's a great point because if you double overreact, you go, Clemson's that good, Ohio State's that bad, double done deal. Double, right, because because down. that's because that's what he's saying though. Because like, and it's it, it's a great point because people are going to overreact to what both of these teams did last week. Well, that's why and I, it's and it's it, it's not how this game is going to go down. I am totally with you. This is going to be yeah. a good game and part of that trilogy where you go, geez, they just did classic game after classic game after classic game. So I'm I'm with you there. I'm not gonna make my pick yet because I'm not up. But, but I just I, I just want to say that that's that that's a great point. It's a and I've read a lot about this game. And I'll tell you what, Z, I have not heard anybody say that about this game. And it's a great point. But they got the benefit of the doubt. That's why we said last week, Ohio State this year they're getting the benefit of the doubt because of who's on their team and that was the floor. So they yeah. got into this playoff because people are like, we know that this is not as good as you can be. Yeah. So that's why I thought they were the benefit of the doubt team because we're looking at who they are and Fields has the ability to win a game. Yeah. So yeah. it is going to be a in close game. Get, in terms of getting in. But oh, absolutely well, in terms of getting I mean. in. So they're absolutely getting the benefit in terms of, of getting in. Absolutely in terms of getting in. But to the to what he's saying, I, I, I do agree that there is an overreaction to both of those games where you think this is Clemson and this is Ohio State and this is also the JV game. Sign me up for Clemson, Alabama, and let's go. And I don't think it's that simple. Oh, no. I don't. I don't get the vibe. Yeah, I don't know if people. I didn't think people were looking at Clemson as smashing Ohio State here. Uh, a, is that the feeling? That's a feel. That's oh, okay. a feel. So the the other thing, the other last point I want to make is that just I think it's been such a struggle what the Big Ten has done to kind of ruin the whole Big Ten conference in the season this year for these teams. I think where Ohio State is really struggling is they haven't had any consistency in terms of getting, you know, to play together as a unit and especially on the offensive side, getting that unit to gel because they played a handful of games. They had a couple weeks of a layoff, played another game, then a layoff, and, you know, and now they're going to have another layoff before this game. So with a total of six games with breaks built in, they just. I think that has really hurt their offense. And you saw it in the passing game against Northwestern. So much of the timing and the, and the flow and playing live games that they, compared to a team, you know, like, like an ACC team or an SEC team that have played 10 and maybe 11 games this year, 
it's hard. You only get you played half as many games. That hurts you. You got in because it helps you get into the playoffs because you got the benefit of the doubt. But in terms of actual gameplay and having an offense that is clicking and gelling, I think it hurts that big time. So you think they're going to though? Are they going to? I I still think they're going to struggle. Yeah. They're going to be competitive. It's not going to be you it's know it'll the be a month, tight game. There's not the month preparation but, like there um, has been for yeah. CFPs in the past. It's two weeks. Yeah. So that's why I, I lean Clemson in this game. I think Clemson wins a, a tight one, maybe a field goal, maybe a touchdown. Um, and I think it's primarily due to Ohio State still has a little bit of struggles on the offensive side of the ball gelling as a unit. Clemson's allowed five blocked kicks this year, Dave. Only one team's allowed more. So if it comes down to a field goal, mm. and you got BT Potter trotting out there. Five, Your boy. Five Your boy, times. BT. boy. Five BTP. Times. You got a Potter jersey, don't you? I think so. BTP. Yeah, but that's for Gryffindor. Brown track time. All right. Anyways, there's a Harry Potter joke. Um, you should do more of those. I think the audience demands more Harry Potter jokes. I thought that was just a Harry Potter reference. I didn't know. Dave, that, if, both, if my kids listen, tanking, I missed the joke. If my Sorry. kids listen, we triple the audience. So <laughs> I think we got to skew Harry Potter. They love Harry Potter. But anyways, uh, I think it's going to be a close game here. Fields is going to play really well in this game. Yeah. That's the benefit of the doubt we've given Ohio State. It's going to pay off here. It's true. They didn't have the same opportunities to figure things out like everybody else has had to do throughout the season. But I think Fields is an exceptional player. He hasn't lived up to it. That kid in his first 17 games at Ohio State, three interceptions. Yeah. In his last three games, he has five interceptions. So something's not right with this he's Ohio State team. Maybe he's got the yips. Something's uh, going on. Chuck Knobloch? <laughs> he's going to show up here. He's going to show up in this game, but it's not going to be enough. Will? If Chuck Knobloch shows up here, he's not. You did compare fundamentally sound Northwestern to him, and then they got smashed. So you were right. You were actually. You were actually accurate. Actually accurate. You were accurate. You nailed it with that Chuck comparison. Good for a while. All right, and then so who do you got? Out. I've got Clemson <laughs> winning this game. The first half, earlier. he was great. The second half of his career, he couldn't throw the first base. Fields would have to be the number one quarterback, the best player in this game, and he's going to be outplayed by Lawrence. So I'll yeah. take Trevor Lawrence, his ability to run the ball in big moments, has helped Clemson, pushes him over the top. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I love the Ohio State skill positions. It, they, they, they're as good as anybody. And, and when you go through, when we went through our rankings earlier on, you're talking about, you know, quarterback. There he is, right there at the top of that heap. Running game, there may be, you know, right there at the top of the heap. There are wide receivers right there at the top of the heap. So where does everything go wrong? And it's in that secondary. It's in that. Wait, the running game you it, put fourth, right? It's in that. No, the Clemson oh, uh, running okay. game I had fourth. I had the Ohio State running game at oh, second. that's right. Okay. Well, I was at, looking at, at the whole room. At second. Oh, that's guy. right, the room. At one that second, I had their running the game right at second. Happened. I had their wide receiver room at second. <laughs> I, I've got. I've got Justin Fields at three, but with a higher ceiling than Mac Jones at two. But they just they cannot stop the pass enough to be able to slow down Clemson. I I think, oh, and I'm I'm with you, Henny. Justin Fields is going to be great in this game, and this game is going to be back and forth because, again, I'm not sold on that Clemson secondary being able to stop these dudes that Ohio State has Boy, out there on them. the edges. But I, they just won't. Ohio State won't have an answer for Trevor Lawrence in this game. They won't have an answer on defense. They won't get the stops that they need. They lose late. They lose by a touchdown. I don't know what the spread is, but Clemson wins. Clemson wins by a touchdown. I 
think that's got to cover the spread in this game. This spread, this game's probably what four, five, six on the spread. Clemson's favored. I thought I wrote it down. I, I can't imagine it's larger than a touchdown. But I've got Clemson winning by a touchdown. So if it is a touchdown or less, they cover Clemson. And it is that Ohio State secondary that lets down this team and an otherwise possibly you know national championship caliber team. The secondary is not seven and a half point favorites. I'll still take them to cover. I'll still take Clemson to cover that seven and a half. The half though I would is take, big. I would take that half I, though is big, man. That looms. I would take large. Ohio State. I think both games are going to be closer than the spreads large. are set. So I guess I would have to look at both of those. That looms large. That half point. I'd have to think about it long and hard when you add that half <laughs> point. Because if it was Clemson five points, I'd take that all day. Seven and a half. It starts getting dicey. It's getting long. Hey. Uh, Hot Routes coming up next. Come back. Join us. That's all we have for this episode. That was fun. Good way to do that, Henny. As always, you can check us out. Give you're us. Welcome, Dan. Uh, you're, great idea. You're very welcome. Yes. And Z, thank you for being here. Yeah. <laughs> check <laughs> us out. Give us give us a follow on Twitter at Henny and Patron. You can listen and subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Go on, rate and review us. Follow on Spotify, Anchor, Stitch, essentially anywhere podcasts are found. Check out our page on Facebook, Henny and Patron, the two drink minimum, or friend me at Dan Patron. A special thanks tonight to our brewery, who we uh, have been remiss to, to mention to this point, but it's Southern Tier for bringing it hot with the 2X IPA. Woo! Delicious. Wonderful. I am Dan Patron. <laughs> he is Kevin Hennigan. That is DZ. And this has been the two drink minimum. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.